views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. Is the Uncle Devin's show. Come on, Uncle Devin's show. Do you want to have some fun? Yeah, yeah. You want to learn something too? Yeah, yeah. we want to learn now something too. Welcome to the Uncle Devin's show. It's another beautiful Monday out here. Man, you know, and you know, some people say, you know, the Monday morning blues, but you know, I look at it differently. If it wasn't for Mondays, we wouldn't know what Friday was all about. So I need my Monday so I can get to my Fridays. And we're going to make Monday even better for you by listening to The Uncle Devin Show here on 1450 AM, 95.9 FM on your listener dial. And in fact, when you take a listen to this show, we focus on the importance that music plays on a child's development. As we claim, one of the first shows here in Radio One's history that actually focuses in on the importance that music plays in a child's development and how you can help take control of your children's music listening experience. Um, I am your host, Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. Uh, I have a, a live show called The Uncle Devin Show, which is an interactive musical experience for children that uses drums and percussion to cultivate their minds. Sort of a dynamic cross between DC's Trouble Funk and Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, if you want to join this conversation, and we have a wonderful, wonderful show today, you can give us a call at one 800 450 7876. That's 1-800-450-7876. And the show is also brought to you by I Am We Nation. That's W-E-E. We Nation stands for Watoto Entertainment and Education. It's the first 24-7 online music radio station dedicated to children of the urban community and beyond. You will hear hip-hop, go-go, uh, uh, hip-hop, go-go, reggae, uh, R&B, jazz, folk, you hear a little bit of everything, uh, but we're going to do it with an urban twist. So that's at IamWeNation.com. That's IamWeNation with two E's dot com. Uh, and before I get to my wonderful guests, uh, I want to give a shout out to the Johns Hopkins Pediatric Center, who uh, I was blessed to be able to go and share with the students up in Baltimore, thanks to uh, Pickleberry Pie, uh, and had a wonderful, wonderful time um, with the children and it's, and it's a good event for us because in fact we actually play in a, in a live studio and they broadcast it to all I think it's over 150 bids that they have in the uh, in their unit so me and Mr. Grasshopper my flute player were just jamming having fun now there were no children in the room but we were just playing and having a ball so it was a, it's a unique experience and and I just want to give a shout out to all the staff uh, to Pickleberry Pie and everyone to help make that uh, possible and also I want to give a shout out to as I say, my home away from home, all the love we get from the libraries down in uh, in the wonderful state of Delaware. Um, on last Thursday, we had two shows uh, that were uh, actually uh, the Federalsburg 
Library and I think in the Denton Library uh, down in uh, in Denton, uh, Delaware, showed us a lot, a lot of love. And thank you again for bringing us down there and letting us uh, have some fun. Now, at 1230, I'm going to make a very important, uh, a wonderful uh, announcement about something very exciting that's happening to the Uncle Devin show. That's right at right at 1230, right at the, uh, the middle part of the show. So make sure you stay tuned. But right now, I've got to go t- and make sure I give plenty of time to my next guest. Uh, we both are members of the Children's Music Network. And uh, my guest is a singer, a songwriter, and a teacher. And her gift has been helping to use music to create inclusive classrooms and public spaces, um, primarily even with um, children with disabilities. But uh, I am just happy to have Joni Kalem here as my guest. Uh, Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show, Joni. Thank you. It's so nice to hear you, and it's nice to hear about all this great stuff you've been doing with Pickleberry Pie and, and libraries, and great to hear you. Oh, well, thank you. It's show. been a while. We haven't spoken in a while, but I need to first publicly thank you. I know uh, several years ago when I had a, a crowdfunding for my children's book, uh, you were one of the first to support me, and I want to thank you for that. I, I, I You know, you never forget those that help give you a helping hand <laughs> to move forward, so thank you very much for your generosity. You're very welcome. Right. I really enjoy the book. The kids I, I show it to really enjoy the book. It's great. Okay, wonderful. Well, first of all, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Where are you calling from? Where do you live? And, and talk a little bit about your, your, your career in music. Um, I live in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So I am calling from my office in my house. Uh, yes. Um, it's the best way to do an interview. I love it. Um, and um, I... I started doing, well, I started actually teaching piano hmm. um, when I was 23. Oh, percussionist um, then. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to claim you. You know that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I, at the time, I, I, well, I lived in Israel for 23 years um, from the time I was 15 till the time I was 38. Um, and I, so I began my adult career there. Mm-hmm. And um, I had taken piano lessons from the time I was seven Mm -hmm. and really loved it and realized that I kept running into people who would talk about how much they hated piano lessons (laughs) and how much um, they hated having to practice and how how mean their teachers were. (laughs) And um, it kind of hit me that, oh, (laughs) There, there's got to be a way to change that experience for yes. kids because, to, for me, piano was this entryway. <laughs> you could call it an entry drug. It was an entryway into the world of music. Okay. And, um, you know, there's lots and lots and lots of ways to enter the world of music, but that was that was the you know route that was available to me. Okay. And um, so my, you know, so my first, my first. Uh, career as a musician was actually as a music teacher, as a piano teacher, and my my very first two students mm-hmm. were um, the daughters of two really good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, one, so I started, you know, I started teaching them the way I had learned. Okay, exactly. With, with, a, with a book, with yes. reading notes, with learning about notes, where are they on the piano, rhythm right. notes, yeah, they, all that stuff, right. which was how I had been taught. Okay. And um, these two little girls were both seven years old. Mm-hmm. 
one of them just took off with the book, mm-hmm. could, you know, like plowed through it super fast. Right. Um, could play anything with the book. Mm-hmm. But if you took the book away, she couldn't do anything. Ah, so the yeah, other couldn't, one, couldn't, couldn't play up by ear or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. The other one I noticed very quickly was not reading the notes, mm-hmm. was memorizing mm-hmm. what was on the page, mm-hmm. couldn't follow the page, yeah. but could play anything by ear. Yes. So I was like, oh. <laughs> and um, years later, it actually turned out, I mean, this is a, this is a, a little girl who is now um, 45 and a professor in a university in Ireland, and she and I are still really good friends. Mm-hmm. And um, when she was 17, it turned out that she had severe dyslexia oh, and, okay. and was just one of these people who had strategized to figure out how she could do what everybody else was doing in the classroom. Right. Um, but she couldn't read. Okay. I mean, she, she could not read music. She could barely read language, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which, you know, she then went on to, obviously, she's a Ph.D. now, you know, yeah. so she, she found her way. But yeah. that was my first entry into teaching of like, oh, not everybody can learn the same way. And, and, uh, you know, and Joni, before you go even further, just to make sure, so you said dyslexia, and that's a learning disorder that involves difficulty reading due to problems identifying speech sounds and learning how to relate the letters and words or decoding those types of things. Correct. And okay, exactly. so so go go ahead and continue. So that's when you first started to recognize that people have different learning um I, I guess learning um techniques or needs. Needs yeah. rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that not everybody is going to learn the same way. Not everybody's going to learn the way I learn. Right. And so if I'm going to be a responsible teacher, I've got to figure out how they learn. Yes. And and what it, what are the strategies that I can help guide them to? Okay. Um okay. so and that how, was, yeah. you know, that was my first step into teaching. Okay. And from then I went on to be a um a children's performer mm-hmm. performing in preschools and for family concerts all over Israel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I became a preschool music teacher. Okay. So there, there too, I was faced with all these kids that learned in all kinds of different ways. Okay. And, um, and along the way, I had um, a number of students with autism. Mm-hmm. So some of them, you know, more severe than right. others. So some were nonverbal, um, some were verbal. But for all of them, I had to figure out different ways to reach them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things, I, I was performing at a show at the Meriwether Post Pavilion in, in Columbia, Maryland. I know you're in Columbus, Ohio, but in Columbia, right. Maryland. And a parent came up, well, first of all, he had a beautiful child that just danced and had so much fun. I could just see the love and energy. But then right. he said, how do, I sh- how do I share music with my child that has special needs? And I told him, I, I immediately thought of people like yourself that I told him I will put you in contact with. And this show right now, I'm going to make sure, I don't know if he's working and able to listen now, but I will uh, send it to him. What would be your advice? How does a parent uh, help to introduce and or share music with their children that may have special needs? Well, first of all, I mean, I think it's the same thing for a teacher and a parent. you got to really look. you got to really observe your child, observe what, 
what is making them feel happy. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously this kid was having a great time at your show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, you know, they were free to dance. There was no one telling them to sit down. Yes, <laughs> so, you're right, right. You know? yeah. um, so, so when you, you know, when you allow your child to follow what works for them, mm-hmm. Um, that's your first clue. Right. Like, you know, I, I, I still teach piano, you know, in addition to being a performer and a classroom teacher, I still teach piano and guitar. Mm-hmm. And of course I have parents who come and say, I always wanted to learn piano. So now, and I didn't have a chance. So now my kid's going to learn piano. Okay. Yeah. But what if your kid hates piano? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, they want to be a dancer like, or they want to paint or something. Some right. Other type of art or they want to yeah. play guitar. Or play guitar. Wanna, yeah, that's right. Or they want to be a drummer. That's you right. Know? And I've, I've had numerous kids over the years who were amazing, amazing yeah. drummers. Yeah. And they weren't interested in piano. Right. Absolutely. So, so to me, it's always like observe. And mm-hmm. then, you know, part of observing is like this parent was, you know, they brought their child to your show, so they're giving this kid this exposure, mm-hmm. um, which helps them know what what their kid likes, and vice versa. If you bring your kid to something um, that your child is really not happy at, yes, that's that's your answer. Well, yes. that's not the root. Well, you know? and, and that's the part about not forcing it. I mean. You right. know, at the same time, you want to introduce them to different things. And we know instruments can be costly, but there's some very inexpensive ways that right. you can introduce uh, children to different types of, of instruments without breaking the bank. And and right. perhaps that's something that I know I will put together, especially from a percussion standpoint. You know, people want to play the drum set, but who who, who wants to afford a five six hundred dollar drum set right. only for it to go sit in the closet or to go to garage later when they're not interested? So right. So you're right. Just exposing them and giving them those opportunities. What are some good ways from your experience can can parents do to um to do that and or from your program? How do you help to introduce or or do or do you do any professional development for parents uh, uh, in this in this area? Yeah, well, I mean, the professional development that I do for parents is um, around the area of sensory processing disorder, hmm. which is a, um, I call it an invisible disability. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when, when a child can't walk, when a child can't hear, when a child can't um, see, we have these disabilities that are very easy to mitigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, easy is not the right word, but we have we know we know what the disability is. There's a visual component to it. Sensory processing disorder is um, invisible because it is a disability that um, actually affects one in six children now mm-hmm. in the U.S. Okay. So it's not rare, mm-hmm. um, but what it is is it affects our inner senses. Okay. So the kid that is sitting in a concert covering their ears. Yes. Okay. And I know you must run into that yes. as much as I do. So me, yes. you know, that is right away. Okay. This kid has an auditory sensitivity. Okay. And so what I do right away is I reach out to that child. You know, I, I say, I want you to be my helper in terms of being my sound engineer. Is my guitar too loud? <laughs> and Joni, in fact, hold on one quick moment. we got to take a quick little break. We're going to come back and continue to talk about the sensory processing disorders. You listen to Joni Kalen here on the Uncle Devin Show. Don't go anywhere. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, 
All right. And we're back. You're listening to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, where information is power. And our show is dedicated to educating parents, teachers, and guardians about the importance that music plays in a child's development uh, and how you can take back control of that. And my guest uh, right now uh, is helping us deal with this in a, uh, in a, in a very special way. Um, Joni Kalem, she's a singer, songwriter, and teacher. Uh, out of uh, Columbus, Ohio. And coming up at 1230, I have uh, another wonderful artist coming out of San Diego. Uh, he's a mu- uh, Stacy Roberts, who's a musician, book author, and creator of Reggie Rapasaurus. We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about that, Reggie Rapasaurus. But anyway, let's come back to jo- Joan. <laughs> now, you were talking um, a little bit about sensory uh, processing, processing disorder. disorder. So go ahead and continue to talk a little bit about that, because I find that very, very before you even get into that, let me just say this, that there are times when I'm playing and I see children put their hands over their ears. And right. sometimes, many times, I give children the opportunity to come and play my drums. Exactly. Those same, those same children, though, will play twice as loud as I was playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, you don't like what I'm doing, but you like what you're doing. But no, talk, no, 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 that's that, not you it. That. You, you talk, okay, to me, talk to me about that. Okay, so that's not that they don't like what you're doing. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was getting mad. I was getting mad. No, go ahead. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the interesting thing is that because we don't understand this particular syndrome, yes, we we get insulted. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm I'm right with you. you yeah. Know, like, so no, what happens for kids with auditory processing issues, and mm-hmm. and auditory is the one that of course relates to us as musicians yes. and as performers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they process auditory input in a different way. Okay. Which means that what they are produ- they may need to play two times as loud to hear what they are doing. Okay. Because sometimes they are their processing is um, undersensitive. Okay. Um, on but the same child at a different moment may have oversensitive processing. So something that someone else is producing is actually physically hurting their ears. Okay. So this is, you know, these are like some of the code words now in education are invisible barriers to learning. Right. Um, Invisible disabilities. Um, The interesting thing about sensory processing disorder, and it goes through all five of the senses that we all know about, so it can be visual, it can be auditory, it can be tactile, Um, so the sense of touch, you know, that's a real, the kids that hate shoes, the kids that put their shoes on the opposite feet. Um, Yes. I mean, I'm being incredibly simplistic now, and probably there are occupational therapists out there going, ah! Right. So I'm, this is like the the top layer um but obviously uh auditory visual tactile um uh sense of smell and sense of taste are the five senses we know about there are three others that are part of this whole picture that i'd never heard of until um my son who's now 24 was born he has autism he had severe sensory processing issues when he was little. And so, you know, in the process of figuring out how to help him, I had to do a lot of study. Mm -hmm. Um, So the three that nobody knows about, and I won't go into them Mm -hmm. on the radio, (laughs) but they are proprioceptive, 
um, vestibular and interoceptive. Okay. So they have to do with sense of movement, sense of where the body is in space, um, sense of internal organs. So kind of complicated, but not really once you're once you're paying attention to it, once you know about it, once you're paying attention to it. So, so, and the hang on, the other flip side of okay. this, uh-huh. just one more thing sure. is that. Um, we all know that many, many children um, in the world now are also suffering from PTSD. Yes. And PTSD and sensory processing disorder present mm-hmm. in super similar ways mm-hmm. in classrooms and in public spaces. And the remedy for both of them is almost identical wow. um, in terms okay. of providing uh, calmer sensory input okay okay so that's okay so if i'm performing and i'm, I'm doing an assembly of 200 children and yep. i see one or two children doing exactly what you said putting their their hands over their ears um but yet everyone else seems to be doing well i mean and, and typically i i don't have my music so loud uh, you know i guess on average i mean of course it, it, it's a everyone's uh listening is different what do you advise that I do in those types of situations where if I see a few children that are displaying what you just mentioned, putting their hands over their ears and maybe having some um, issues with the, the, the level or the sound that I'm playing? I mean, other than just turning it down, but you know, I don't want to turn it down so low that other children can't right. enjoy it. Right. Um, it's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one thing in a classroom, obviously. Yes. yes. Um, public performances where we don't know the child, we don't know no. their parent. No. Um, you know, I, you know, because this is my world, yeah. I so often can identify kids that mm-hmm. are somewhere on that spectrum, are somewhere in that sensory processing world. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I, I don't want to call them out. I right. probably not call them out, but, you know, right. I don't want to identify exactly. them and embarrass Embarrassing. them and right. embarrass the parents. And, you know, so so sometimes I will stop and say, um, you know, I know that sometimes music can be loud and, and therefore scary for certain people. You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure my music's not too loud. So try taking your hands off your ears and see if it's okay. And sometimes that's enough because yes. a lot of times, you know, they've been in other concerts where it has been painful. Yes. And so they've learned that they have to cover their ears. But right, right. when we're aware of that, we're doing things a little differently. We're encompassing them in a different way. But it's hard. You know, I mean, and I find that it happens generally at the beginning of my right. show because they're still trying to get to know who I am. And, you know, is, right. it, is he really going to be any good? And then right. there's a, uh, you know, about a third into the show, if not sooner, uh, there's a song that I do that's about jumping. And when they get to jumping, those ears come down and they're jumping with all the other children. And I never see them put their, their hands over their ears anymore after right. that. So, exactly. You know, so I I don't know if it's a part of, like you said, being inclusive. Um, you're listening to um, the Uncle Devin show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, my guest is Joni Kalem. Uh, she's a singer, songwriter and teacher. Uh, and specializes in using music to create inclusive classrooms in public spaces. Before I go any further, Joni, if someone needs to reach you or want want to have you come and do some professional work, professional workshops or performances, how can they reach you? 
Well, my website is easy. It's www.joniekalem.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and my email is joniekalem at gmail.com. Okay. And if someone and, also wants uh, just more information, because like the parent had asked me, and I, I immediately thought of people like yourself that um, that probably w- w- were better qualified to, to answer his questions about how to add music um, or to share music with children with disabilities, they can also reach you through that through uh, your website. Yeah, and okay. and and by emailing me. Uh, by email. Okay, and yes. I love your website. It's, it's it's very simplistic. I mean, but it's beautiful. It's it's just and and I love a sing along folk music for all ages. <laughs> so and that's and that's shout out to another Children's Music Network member, mm-hmm. um, Jim Coffee yes. in uh, Indiana, who's. He's a website whiz. Oh, um, oh okay. Wonderful. Yeah. And if you want to join the conversation, you can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876. That's 1-800-450-7876. And now, Joni, so um, and the summer's kind of uh, coming to an end. Um, I hope you had a busy summer, but what do you have coming up, um, and what do you generally do for the fall? Are you in the classrooms a lot? Uh, and, um, yeah. I am. I mean, I have, um, oh yeah, I, I wear, you know, I think probably like most musicians, yeah. <laughs> um, I wear a lot of different musical hats. Right. So I work, um, on a regular basis in a number of preschools. Okay. Um, so I, you know, see them on a weekly or a biweekly, or there's a few that I go to just once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a bunch of Head Start preschools out oh. here in Columbus. Okay. Um, I also work with um, a Columbus has, um, like New York City, has a really creative approach to people who are homeless. Right. Where the idea is to provide them housing. Okay. And then help them deal with whatever the causes were for the homelessness. Wow. And okay. um, so the Community Housing Network here in Columbus brings me in to a number of their uh, apartment buildings to do sing-along sessions. Um, so I've put together um, a book of, you know, music from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I'm not so good on the 90s. Right, right. <laughs> And um, um, all the lyrics and people, we just sit there and sing. Oh, wow. Um, well, and, and Joni, I think the time is running out on us a little okay. bit. But, you know, okay. I just, again, want to thank you for all the work that you do. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, I I'm, I just started in the children's music genre um, in 2011. And it's been watching people like yourself uh, following your lead, learning from you, and, and being willing to listen that has helped me to become a better artist. So thank you for taking the time to be here on Uncle Devin's show. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking the time to interview me, yeah. and you are an amazing musician. Well, so thank you. I don't think you needed a whole <laughs> whole lot of uh, <laughs> guidance from any of us. Oh, that's so know? kind. Well, thank you very much. And don't you go anywhere uh, to the audience. I'm going to be right back with you in a minute to tell you something very important. Stay tuned. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, And we're back. Uh, you're listening to Uncle Devin on WL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, here on your listener dial. 
Um, it is uh, a wonderful day to talk about the important role that music plays in a child development because my goal is to eradicate or help eradicate what we call music adultification. That's where we force children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age appropriate and culturally relevant music and that's what this show is all about um, i'm honored to be able to deliver this and to bring very important people um, to you to discuss this but before i get to my next guest um, i want to make an announcement that um, there's an organization called the national association of independent schools uh, which represents, I believe, somewhere t- between fifteen and 1,600 independent schools. And they have a conference every year, an annual conference called the People of Color Conference. From what I've seen, and I've never been, uh, they have cl- upwards to 6,500 teachers, parents, uh, educators that get together, and they talk about specific ways to educate children of color. Well, they uh, were uh, uh, they were asking for submissions, for proposals, for workshops, And I got an email last week to say that they have, out of 500 submissions, that they have uh, selected the Uncle Devin Show to be a presenter. Uh, The conference has a very, very unique name. The conference is is in Seattle, Washington. So we're going to be there during the first week of of December of 2019. And because it's in Seattle and the home of the dot-com community, the name of the conference is 1619.2019.before.com. Beyond Dot, Amplifying Our Intelligence to Liberate, Co-Create, and Thrive. And I submitted a proposal, uh, and I will be leading a workshop uh, entitled Racism in Children's Music, Practical Steps for Liberating Music for the Black Child. And so I am so honored. I'm excited. Uh, Can't wait to be able to to share my passion uh, to educators and talk about ways that we can uh, create music uh, that actually elevates and not denigrate our our community. So um, you're going to be hearing more about that. I'm hopeful to have them on the show. Uh, That's the National um, Association for Independent Schools. So we're going to talk about that and all the other wonderful work that they do uh, coming up real soon. But right now I want to go to um, a good uh, another good children's music artist uh, coming to us, I believe, from San Diego. He's going to clarify that for us. But he's a musician, a book author, and creator uh, of the character, or oh, I don't even if, if, if it's just a book, Reggie Rapasauce. I'm going to let him talk a little bit about that. Welcome, um, Stacey Roberts, to the Uncle Devin Show. Thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here today. I'm glad to see that you're doing good work, and I'm really pleased to be a part of it. Well, thank you very much. And um, it, it, I'm glad that um, – and I forgot, actually, who made the connection um, uh, to us. And I want to make sure I give them a shout-out. If you remember who it was, you can state, state it. But but while we do that, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. And, I, and, and I'm correct. You're out of San Diego. Is that correct? That is right. I'm right here in beautiful San Diego. Okay. And now you've been a children's artist for well, 20-something years, if not more. Is that correct? Quite a bit. I started initially um, when I came to San Diego from L.A. I came down and I was uh, looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going to uh, the local homeless center down here, Joan Crocs Homeless Center. And I asked them, could I read to the kids, read stories? And yes. they actually said yes. So when they said yes, I went back to my songwriting partner and I said, hey, I'm going to read these kids on Mondays for the next year. I committed to do it for a year. I want to write some songs specifically for these kids. Okay. They said, that's great. So we wrote one song, and that's the lead song we have, Be My Friend. And it's a, yes. book, it's a song about literacy. And I'd, read that, I'd sing that song and then read different age-appropriate group books 
and also read books that had homeless people in them, which they didn't have at the time. Wow. But more of those started coming into the forefront, uh, showing them that their lifestyle was uh, being at least giving good examples about that and also giving them hope for imagination. So okay. uh, it was just a wonderful experience. Wow. You know, and, and so have you, um, I know that you, you, well, first of all, you sent me some music the other day was just blew me away. You're not just a, you know, you're not, most of us aren't just family children's artists, but most of our music can be played in, in, you know, in a family setting without any indecency, uh, lyrics, but you're a wonderful jazz and, and, uh, a big band, uh, singer as well. Is that correct? Well, well, thank you for that. I, I've been very fortunate. I've been singing, actually, since I was about 16, but later in life I discovered big band music, and I've been fortunate enough to work with some very polished professional big band folks, uh, 22 musicians. Yes. What's kind of unique about this one band I sang in, all of us were 50 years old and older. Right. And uh, we were playing this great music, and we got to do jobs around the city and sometimes in L.A., and it was just uh, really did a good job. We all, you know got together and played good music. Okay, and let me also say that I know I have on hold uh, Dr. Register. I'm going to bring her in in just a moment. So uh, if you don't mind, Dr. Register, just hold on one moment. Um, now, now let me say, uh, Stacy. now talk a little bit more about your music. Um, do you have a – I know that you, 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 know, you talked a little bit about um, uh, the, the rap – am, am I pronouncing it right, Rapposaurus? That's correct. It's okay. Reggie Rapposaur. Talk a little bit about the development of that and what led you to um, creating that character. Well, uh, initially what happened was I actually hired a puppet maker to make me the character after I had Patty draw the Rapposaurus for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a puppeteer. I'm mm-hmm. not a ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I took that character to the homeless center, and for a year uh, the kids would connect with Reggie. I'd come into the class. And they would talk to Reggie. They wouldn't <laughs> right. talk to me. They would say, Reggie, my mom gave me some new shoes. And they'd wow. touch Reggie. Reggie. Reggie's about three and a half feet tall, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd have this dinosaur, which was lovely, on my lap. And they would talk to Reggie. And I'd sing. And they were just enamored with that. What, right. told, what that told me is that their imagination was growing. And after a year, all of those kids said they had an imagination. And they actually did drawings and made a a nice going away card for Reggie. Not yeah. for me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing. Even in my show, I have Mr. Wiggles. Yeah. I bring him out yeah. when I do my song onions and, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm, I, they can, I can be invisible at that point. Uh, cause you right. know, but it is something about, you know, and, and I love that because to be honest, I'm the same way. I, I still watched old reruns of the Muppet show myself right now. I love, oh, yeah. I love that. Of now, did, did did that character have anything to do with uh, uh, children with dyslexia or anything like that? Well, um, actually, no, but... Because but you did some work with... with did, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I did. With that community, I did. But as a, as a 20-year-old young man, I was in Los Angeles, and my uncle uh, kind of outed me on that. I was kind of my own personal secret. I didn't know that I was... I knew there was something missing. I didn't know what was going on. So he... Uh, said, you know, I think you're dyslexic. And so from there, he gave me uh, the kind of help I needed. He nurtured me mm. and p- put me in different programs. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to go past that by doing immersion therapy, which would basically get you to read an awful lot out loud so you're not intimidated and, okay. and frightened to, to, be, uh, to be heard, your voice. So right. it changed everything for me. It changed the whole dynamic. My right. character, mm-hmm. Reggie, is just, I guess, a shining example of 
my other voice. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and the reason why I brought that up is, you know, of course with, with Joni, uh, Calum earlier talking about the work she does with children with special needs, mm -hmm. um, and how we can use music, uh, to help people, you know, in this area, did you, how did you coming to an understanding of your own, um, and I don't even know if it's the, the correct term is disability, but to, of, of your own needs, how has that helped you to become a, a better artist? Oh boy. And, and just so many ways, first of all, it, it enhanced my listening skills on number one, right. it, it allowed me to slow down and really listen and, and think before you say something. Um, I'm a very smart person and I didn't know that I was very smart. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. And so putting those things together and, and, and moving forward, uh, the music solidified that for me, yes. creating the character solidified that for me. I'm a team builder. So my songwriting partner, Bill Harris, mm -hmm. uh, helped me build 17 whimsical children's songs because our yes. writing styles are, are complementary, right. and that's what helped me be a better artist. I became a much better songwriter by collaboration. And, and you, I mean, I, I'm not saying that because you're just on the show, but your voice was remarkable. I mean, it was just, I love that richness. And in fact, we're going to be putting it on IamWeNationRadio.com um, uh, later uh, this weekend. But, um, uh, you know, just so that we can make sure that the world can, can hear some wonderful music that many times people don't get a chance to, to, to listen to. How can someone purchase your, your music? Well, we're on uh, iTunes, Apple iTunes. It's Reggie Rapposaurus. Uh We're on iTunes. We're on Amazon.com. Um, if you go to my website, StacyRobertsEntertainsKids.com. And that's Stacy uh, with an E-Y at the end. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. StacyRobertsEntertainsKids.com. It gives you an overview of all the things we're doing. Uh, we're kind of associated with two different nonprofits, which is wonderful. It allows mm -hmm. me to go to inner city schools and perform our songs and uplift those kids and also work with Head Start as well. And could you spell Rapposaurus? Um, even looking at it, I had a hard time uh, spelling it. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it's R-A-P-A-S-A-U-R-U-S. Okay. Rapposaurus. Now, does he rap? Yes, he does, and I have a rap. I'll do a little for you. I was going to say, if you you got to do a little rap. Man. Absolutely. i got to do it. So uh -huh. imagine, this is what Bill and I imagine. We just think about this for one moment. Okay. Two of my icons. Mm -hmm. Will Smith yes. and Mr. Rogers. Yes. They got together, we imagined, and they did this song. Okay. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three, four. Reading to the tenth power. I'm Reggie Rapposaurus, and I come to you with a book in one hand and my read a live crew. Now, here's a story I've come to tell. I read books, and I do it well. It all started long ago, about 65 million years or so. There were birds, fish, the earth, and sky. I had a question. I wondered why. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, and, that, and see, and, and I think that's where you and I have something in common, because Will Smith uh, was the one artist that I would play for my nephews and niece, uh, the one hip-hop artist that I would play, because his music, most of it, was appropriate 
for the family. It was yeah. just fun, you know, and now generally it was more so for uh, either preteens or youth, but I can mm-hmm. get away with some of, you know, parents just don't understand. I mean, children love that, that right. type of song. So, but that, I love that, that concept of, you know, having Mr. Rogers and Will Smith have a conversation and using the, uh, the mm-hmm. art form of, of rap um, to be mm-hmm. able to do that. Now, what I want to do is I want to go to the phone line. I have someone on the phone, um, a line, if you don't mind taking a, taking a call. I know that the caller called in at the end of uh, J- uh, uh, Joni Calum's interview, but also um, is a uh, music therapist. Uh, is Dr. Uh, Dina Register, a certification board for music therapist, a regulatory affairs advisor uh, that want to just come and weigh in. And I'm going to actually have her on the show uh, later this month. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show, D- Dr. Register. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. No, thank you. I really appreciate you got a chance to speak, and I know you've heard a lot. Um, as you see, the uh, the, the guest now, um, uh, Stacy, is touched on some of the the importance that music has played to help him personally um, yeah. in some of his development, as well as Joni talking about um, how she uses music uh, and, and and to help create inclusive environments. Talk real quick from what you've heard how. What is the concept of music therapy? Because I'm even thinking about uh, considering uh, studying that so I can know that so I can do it intentionally and not unintentionally like I probably have. Been sure. Well, let me say, listening to um, both Joni and Stacy, um, I've been a I've been a music therapist now for almost 25 years. Wow. And I um, started my clinical work actually working with young children and children with special needs and typically developing children or children who were considered at risk. This just all makes my heart sing because I feel like (laughs) these these communities are coming together and um, in a music-centered way Mm -hmm. really wrapping our arms around every kind of person and every kind of need and just the awareness yes. of uh, what music has the capability mm-hmm. to um, help us do and help us further for yes. young people. I feel like if we could, you know, pour all of our monetary and other resources into these little people, we would really um, probably solve a lot of problems down the line for ourselves. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. But that's another soapbox for another time. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, in terms of music therapy, um, it is the intentional use of music, generally speaking, to to address non-music goals. And so music therapy, actually, a lot of people don't realize, is a degreed profession. Yes. There are more than 80 universities across the U.S. alone that offer bachelor's degrees in music therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also get a master's degree um, and even a Ph.D., in it, if that's something that is of interest. And it's really looking at how do we as humans respond to music? How can we um, manipulate the musical elements? So timbre and rhythm and melody and uh, dynamics and all of those various components to help um, achieve specific goals. Right. So music therapists work um, we we very often will say we work from cradle to grave. So yeah. you'll find music therapists in a neonatal intensive care unit working with babies who have been born prematurely yes. to um, help with development all the way through 
hospice and end-of-life care and everything in between. Okay, so, and, and, and Dr. Richard, I'm going to ask you to hold. Stacy. Um, we're going to come back yeah. to you right off, right after the mm-hmm. break. Uh, I want to, uh, okay. when we come back to break, I'm going to have Dr. Register continue just uh, to give her contact information, but she's going to be on the show later this month. Um, but just stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's going to take a quick little break. Be right back with, with you. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, W.O.S. at 95.9 FM. Here we go. You know, I love those drums. You know, I, I grew up in the D.C. area uh, listening to Trouble Funk, and I always wanted a song that opened up with drums and then brought the music in because that's just what I do. But anyway, you're listening to the Uncle Devin Show here on 1450 AM, 95.9 FM in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, and uh, my my second guest today is none other than Stacy Roberts. He's a, a singer, a songwriter. Uh, we're going to talk about his book and uh, he's going to share with you a little bit more, but also on the phone lines. Um, just want to finish up my conversation uh, with Dr. Register, who's a um, certified music therapist and was given giving us some information. And she's going to be uh, I'm going to bring her on the show uh, just so that she can have her own time to really expand a little bit more on this discipline. Um, so you were talking about over 80 different disciplines. I mean, uh, schools that maybe have um degree programs you can get it from bachelor's all the way up to your phd um so in your capacity right now uh, what do you do in your uh you're located in what part of the the country i'm actually living in orlando florida right now okay in orlando okay and um and so what i would like to do is leave your contact information what if if someone wants more information about you or your organization so that they can uh you know be a part of it uh where can they uh, reach you at D register. Okay. D register. CBMT.org. And that's the, it stands for certification board for music therapists. Okay. Certification board for music therapists. Okay. And as D is in David, uh, well, Dina for that matter, it's your first name, uh-huh. Dina, um, register. Um, yeah. okay. And, um, and, you know, and I want to thank you for the work that you do. I know sometimes it can seem very lonely, but, you know, us artists, you know, we have a lot to learn and share with each other. So I just thank you for the work that you do. And I look forward to just having a show dedicated where we can just speak to you um, and we can uh, kind of expand a little bit more about what the, the work that you're doing. Well, thank you. It's great to uh, to connect, I think, between the artists and the therapists. And we we can... Uh, do such great work together. So yes. Okay. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. I know it was on a short notice, but um, we're going to confirm for later this month and we'll, um, we'll have you come back on. So thank you very much, Dr. Register. Thank you. All right. Okay. And uh, let me get back to my guest, Stacy um, Roberts. And thanks for your patience, Stacy. I want to get back to talking about your, your passion and your work and, and, and all of that. So now talking about uh, you, you have a book, uh, I believe that you published. Um, and if so, when did you publish that book? We did the book actually in 2006. Cameron mm-hmm. Crooks and I, he's the co- co-author with me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our illustrator is from Norway. So uh, we had we had to really kind of juggle around because he would send us artwork from Norway. Right. Uh, via, yeah, it was wonderful. So, yes, we, we did the book 2006, but it's been on Amazon uh, and, uh, you know, BarnesandNobles.com for the sense that time. What's the name of the book? Reggie, he came from Zarzeville. 
Oh, okay. Reggie, he came from Zarzibel. Is that what you said? Zarzibel. Yes, it's a place uh, that we created. Everybody that goes to sleep goes to Zarzibel at some point. <laughs> Everybody it. in the world that goes to sleep goes oh, yeah. to Zarzibel yeah. because uh-huh. it's a place where all of your dreams and wishes come alive. Wow. Everybody. And, and Reggie's the dinosaur, so he comes to everybody. He's a magical dinosaur. He comes to everybody only in their dreams. Ah. So he's not, he's not real. Okay. But to you, he's real because he comes to you in your dreams, and he asks these three kids to help him do a particular task. And he comes to two kids in the neighborhood and Mango, and they all go on an adventure with Reggie. Wow. That's wonderful. I love that. I'm going to have to um, check that book out. And I know that um, on my Facebook page, um, you know, I, I, I stream my radio station um, mm-hmm. live on Facebook on Uncle Devin's show. Uh, and I have a number of people watching, including Ebony Sunshine Puppets, located here in the Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. area. And, of okay. course, as soon as you said puppets, their ears popped up because they love puppeteers. Um, right. So in your Capacity in working with Reggie the Ronosaurus, no Rapposaurus. So I know I'm I'm not a ventriloquist. I'm not a true puppeteer, but you just kind of just allow Reggie to kind of just communicate with the children in 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 its own natural way, in a sense. Well, here's the thing. This is what I've learned when I was going way back to the elementary schools. I learned that the kids don't really need to know that the mouth moves. Their yes. imagination takes That's them on right. the adventure, as you know. They That's go right. with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm singing. I'm essentially Reggie's voice. So I'm not. I'm not a ventriloquist. I'm not a puppeteer. Right. I had a three foot five uh, doll on my lap, yeah. and I'd move them around, and I'd sing these songs, and all their emotions would come up. They would come up and touch Reggie. So I know that it works. What's really wonderful is that it's expanded over the years, and now I don't have the puppet any longer. I now have a figure because reggie's uh image is all they need to see wow and they okay. go and, no seriously and they go yeah. they see reggie's image and they go along with us reggie's moniker is be my friend wow be my friend if you want to be my friend all you have to do is is read with me can i sing a little bit of that for you uh, please do okay be my friend is a central song we have fans all over the u.s and around the world and this is the song that's one of the theme songs for reggie if you want to be my friend, all you have to do is ask. My name is Reggie. I'm here at last. I'm a good reader. I'm here to let you know. You can become a good reader. So let's go. Reading opens your eyes. So clap your hands. Make a wish. Reading opens your eyes. So clap your hands. Make a wish. Oh man, I love it, man! And you know, I still love that voice. Um, I see that uh, Ebony Sunshine Puppets hit said, uh, "Can they purchase your music, or is it just for production?" It is absolutely purchasable on uh, iTunes. It's on. If you go to my website, I'm going to go back to that. Uh, the website I have uh, QR codes on the website. It's Stacy Roberts Entertains Kids dot com. Uh, you can find that there. Also, the book is available on uh, those QR codes as well. Coming up next, I'm going to be at the San Diego Union's Festival of Books in just two weeks, actually, where I'll be performing Reggie songs and reading from the book. I am so excited about this event. And uh, uh, for those who are listening and following us on the West Coast, um, do you have the address of where that's located and the time? uh, Pacific. Absolutely. Um, It's going to be there from 10 in the morning to 5, 
I do my show from 11.15 to 11.45 on the 24th of August. Mm-hmm. It's the Festival of Books, and it's located at Liberty Station in San Diego. Okay. All right. just, it's called Liberty Station, and it's a huge event. Last year, I understand the San Diego Union informed me they had more than 10,000 people wow. going to this event. There's wow. 100 authors that come to this, and wow. I've been invited. That I'm is like wonderful. over the moon. That is absolutely wonderful. And I know that uh, Ebony Puppet said that they may want to use your music in their puppet shows as well so hopefully the two of you all can connect uh you can go straight to the uh, facebook page and reach out to one another but that's what this show is all about it's about us working together um it's about sharing music for children um and and doing what we say you know what i say is eradicating Mm -hmm. music adultification where we you know we got to stop forcing our children to listen to inappropriate adult music um, and creating a, a, a climate for them to be able to listen and learn. My wife has also posted your contact information on the Facebook page as well. Um, okay. Anyone that wants to call in, I know we only have a couple more minutes, you can call in at 1-800-450-7876. You can also text me at Uncle Devin. Uh, I'm sorry, text. Uh, tweet me at uh, Uncle Devin, and Devin is spelled D-E-V-I-N, by the way. If you try to go O-N, it ain't going to work. Um, or I you can just reach wanted out. to mention one yes. thing. I forgot to say this. The Children's Music Network, they're the ones that hooked me up with you, and it was Jenny Murphy. Uh, Jenny, yes. The one that, That's right. Who was very responsible for reaching out to you, and then you were kind enough to reach out to me. So I am so grateful to Children's Music Network for being that, that, uh, that kind uh, yes. way for her to do that for us. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you, Jenny. And, uh, you know, and of course, uh, Joni, uh, Joni was a, uh, uh, is a member of the CMN, as we call it, Children's Music Network. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, once the, uh, co, what is it? Co-director of the Mid-Atlantic, uh, region, uh, for okay. several years. And so, um, been to their conferences. I, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make the conference this year because I have so many other, you know, uh, conferences coming up now including uh the people of color conference and i know you once in san diego i'll share some information mm-hmm. with you it may be a great okay. conference to come up and check out the people of color conference sponsored by the national association of independent schools and uh, so why don't you give your contact information again uh stacy's on how people can reach you if they uh, want to book you purchase your music or, or just talk to you about the work that you do Absolutely. Uh, they can reach out to me by email. My email is similar. It's Stacy Roberts Entertains Kids at gmail.com. You can reach me that, and it's again S T A C E Y Roberts Entertains Kids at gmail.com. Email me anytime. I'm available. If they want to give me a call, they're welcome to give me a call on the website. The phone number is listed on the website. Give me a call. I'd be more than happy to talk with you and book an, uh, an event. Uh, that you might have coming up. I do conferences, schools, libraries. Uh, Bill and I were actually commissioned to write a theme song for Head Start. And Mm. Head Start's been kind enough to play that song in different centers around the country. Oh, wow. Okay, see, that's why I need need to be around people like yourself so I can continue to listen and learn. But, Stacey, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. I know it's early morning on the West Coast, but uh, it's never too early to learn about the wonderful work that you're doing. So I I wish you the best, and you and I will absolutely stay in contact as we continue to build uh, this children's music scene. I appreciate your help, and thank goodness for people like you. I appreciate your your foresight and your vision is just extraordinary. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And and I want to thank the listening audience for taking a little time out to hear what um, your Uncle Devin has to say. Um, we're going to come to you next week. Um, we have 
a young lady, a young superstar that was actually on the Ellen DeGeneres show uh, that is making some moves and doing some wonderful things. That's going to be uh, a guest on our show. So I'm, you know, stay tuned and we'll introduce you to her. Uh, but again, my name is Uncle Devin. You can reach me at UncleDevinShow.com. Um, and remember, as I always say, life is a drum. So beat it. Oh